welcome back to my first episode of Listen with Loops. Thank you so much for tuning in, for joining on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So this is my first episode. It is going to be about childhood trauma. Why? Eh, I've been through some things. You know, I'm not even going to... Not even gonna front. Um, so trigger warning if you're still working on your own trauma. Maybe don't listen, maybe do listen and know that you're not alone, that there is many, many people out there who have dealt with things. Um the good thing about well not the good thing, but the thing about mine, it's nothing about violence or abuse or sexual abuse or anything along those lines i know people have been through worse things mine on the other fact it's not about my parents my parents have treated me well my whole life they still do they love my boyfriend so much (laughs) um but this is more about like what i have experienced as a type 1 diabetic since i was 11 it wild ride you guys are in for a wild ride um so let me start off and for the people who have followed my story a little bit they know that i've been a type 1 diabetic since i've been 11 years old i am now (laughs) 27 so i have been a diabetic for almost 16 years how (laughs) i don't know I don't know. It's been a wild ride. Um, I will give it up to my parents for the first five, seven, eight years. They did most of the work. Not even going to front. They they did such a good job in making sure I was well taken care of. That I was always at my doctor's appointments. They made sure I've always had medication. My parents came through but that is not the the point. Sorry if I I do this tick thing. I smack my lips a lot. I, a lot. My bad. Um, that so that part was fine. The whole childhood trauma that comes with the whole diabetes thing was the fact that I felt like I didn't have a childhood. My parents never neglected me in being in sports or f- things. Um, it's just I felt I had so much responsibility as a child that I needed to be responsible and I had to be an adult right away, per se. Um, And trigger warning, I might cry too. (laughs) So, my bad. Um, I'm not not gonna try to, but, you know, feelings. Um, My bad. Hold on. <laughs> I honestly, it was a lot. It was a lot to deal with when you're 11 years old. You're still going through the whole puberty thing. The whole thing of like, who who am I? What am I doing with my life? You know, who am I going to be? And at 11, you're just like, okay. You know, I had to go ahead and make sure... I was responsible 
you know, I had to make sure I wasn't, you know, eating too much this or eating too much that. I I had so much responsibilities. I'm going to say that like probably a million times in this podcast just because of the fact that that's how I felt at 11 years old and pretty much until now because of I had so much pressure like I said this is not my parents fault this is not the adults around me because you know we didn't cope well I we didn't understand it you know we I'm the only type 1 diabetic in my family besides my uncle rest in peace who we didn't understand it you know like we had a disadvantage of like we didn't really go to the doctor like we didn't really make didn't know about a lot of nutritional things which i will get into in in another episode about the disadvantages of people of color and black people and latino and black communities of not having the right health care but that's another episode so we'll get into that in a whole another day but for now i want to reiterate back that you know it was a responsibility of me my parents you know how this literally changed all our world um and something I do remember that was traumatic to me was that I had just become a type of type 1 diabetic um the doctors were doing the responsible thing of like okay let's set you up with a childhood or child psychiatrist child child therapist my parents were all for it they're like yeah that's fine you know we want to make sure she's good blah 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 and I'm like okay you know I'm just like oh that's another person to talk to cool when I tell you, it was one of those things that made me become scared of talking to a therapist or a psychiatrist was because of the fact that this lady, this doctor, I wish I had her credentials to kind of be like, ma'am, you scared the shit out of me. Um, sorry if you guys can hear my thermostat in the back, my heater in the back. Um, whew. I remember it, <laughs> we were going to to Cook County for my appointments, you know, back in the day. Everybody talked shit about Cook County, but Cook County was a really good hospital to me. They took care of me. They made sure I, I had everything at all times. Like, they took care of me. Um, just not the therapist or psychiatrist because, I remember her coming in and the first thing she asked me which I don't discredit she was just like are you do you feel safe at home do you you know do your parents give you medic your medications when they need to do they take care of you do they feed you well I'm like yeah I'm still alive aren't I like I'm I'm sure she kept pressing the issues and trying to make me reveal if my parents didn't take care of me correctly or pressured me to like make it seem like they were abusing me, I guess in some sort of sense maybe it was just me at 11 years old feeling paranoid that I was gonna ta- be taken away from my parents but you know I'm just I'm already going through this whole life changing scenario that when somebody does you know f- make you feel scared that you you don't want to speak to them you're just like oh no like and after that after that time speaking to her I told my parents I don't ever want to speak to anybody again I and my parents 
were just kind of like, okay, like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. They didn't press the issue. They didn't ask me what the doctor asked me until years later when I finally told them. You know that lady made me feel like she wanted to assume or, like, pressure me into saying, like, you guys weren't good parents or blah, blah, blah. Also, too, because of the fact, like, my dad would be the only one to take me to appointments. My mom, you know, had to take care of my sister. My my mom had a big job to do, you know. She was a stay-at-home mom. My dad took care of us financially and um, made sure we were good all the time. And my dad had more opportunity to take me to my doctor's appointments compared to my mom, which is fine. Um, you know, like they said, they both did the best, part, best parts that they could. And that scared me. Literally, that very made me very traumatized and talking to people about my problems or talking to to how I felt. And I felt like if it would have been a better experience, I would have never, maybe I would have never developed anxiety or depression or PTSD. Like, <laughs> you, you get me? And like I said, I understand she was just trying to do her job, but almost pressuring somebody to like, even lie or even say something that they didn't mean to to question the parents kind of fell off to me sorry if you guys hear my dog in the background she likes to to walk around when i'm talking to y'all <laughs> but yeah that that's something that i literally went through in childhood trauma like i said it's not i for me it was really bad just because like i said i had to, i had to grow up so fast i had to I had to be re- more responsible than my my friends and my cousins, you know. And it was really hard, too, because I didn't really have anybody to to connect with about this, about this disease, you know. And the person that I did have to connect about it, which who was my uncle, was older than I. And I think it was also very traumatizing to my childhood not that this was their fault or the adults around me they just like i said didn't understand was the fact that my uncle did get sick because of the diabetes and they would always oh no if you don't take care of yourself you're gonna be sick like your uncle and you don't want that (laughs) and to be honest that put a shit ton of pressure on 13 year old lupe 14 year old lupe like that was just like like I have to be perfect I have to make sure I do this and I have to do that and it it made me it molded me into something that I just had to be good at the time I just had to make sure like I didn't fuck up I didn't I like I, I had to make sure like I was good all the time you know I had to make sure I made my parents proud I had to make everybody proud you know and that honestly if you think about it it's very fucking traumatizing. It's so fucking hard to do, you know. You, I felt like I, I, as a child, as a teenager, couldn't make mistakes because if I did, like, I was just going to let all these people down. You know, and like I said, this is nobody's fault. This is just me, like, at that age, feeling that way. I still kind of do now because it's something I work on every day. You know, like, I tell Richard constantly, like, oh, my God, like, I feel like I don't get it. I don't have it together. You know, I just, and it it makes me angry and you know and it's something I'm working on but it has stemmed from that long ago and people don't understand that I'm um 
it's hard sometimes you know it's hard for me to which i'm it's crazy because i feel like i'm talking to myself (laughs) but you guys are gonna hear this later but it's hard to open up sometimes it's hard to talk about these things it took me forever like i didn't start seeing my therapist since like maybe three years ago great therapist by the way um and to be honest this is like this is honestly the only reason i'm starting this podcast was the fact that i feel finally feel comfortable enough to admit that yo i'm not perfect and it's fine not to be perfect that i'm working on myself that i'm making sure i want other people to work on themselves i want other people to to realize like maybe what's going on with me now is something stemming back from my childhood you know and there like i said there's so many more other things that i'll be getting into that stem from little things like that you know uh it could be anything it could be the the constant bullying i did endure as a kid you know it freaking sucked man you know my my dad constantly had to be at school because you know a kid put thumbtacks in my chair or and i gotta admit i'm kind of the 411 kid who you know was kind of chunky in grammar school but I never bothered anybody. I never made fun of anybody. I tried to mind my own business, you know. I had, I had, like I said, I had a good home life. I, I didn't want anything to, to bother me, you know. But honestly, kids are assholes too. But, but that's because of the fact that some kids learn that from home. Learn that from school. Learn that from other places. And being a bully or being bullied also can turn into trauma you know and it's just it's a whole vicious cycle that we need to learn about and we need to talk about and we need to 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 just bring forward and think about like you know what those those words have been bothering me since since they've been told to me you know you're a chunky weird kid you know like you're sick you do drugs (laughs) yes people i have been told that I was a weird junkie kid in the 6th, 7th grade. I was just like, bro, I'm just trying not to die. <laughs> like, I, I would tell my boyfriend too, like, wow, people are dicks. <laughs> just like, I was just trying to, to not die. I was trying to, like, still control all these thoughts of, like, who the fuck am I? What is going on? I'm, I'm 11. I don't need to be worrying about this. But I had to worry about it, you know? Sometimes I'm just like, okay. Cool. You know, I it has diabetes has and my childhood trauma has definitely molded who I am today. It has made me more empathetic towards people. It has made me stronger, like stronger. Sometimes I'm just like, damn, I I be dealing with shit very, very okay. And then there's days where I'm like, ooh, I can't deal with this. <laughs> and thankfully, I have a very, very good support system. Shout out to my parents, my cousins, my sister, my wonderful boyfriend who is always there to talk to me. You know, um, <laughs> I I do want to, like, <laughs> I was having a meltdown about, like I said, my childhood drama. 
and I was just like going on and on and on about Richard. I'm just like, I just have this backpack full of traumatic events happening to me. Like, what the fuck? I I swear, this man, he was just like, then take off the backpack. When, When I looked at him, I was like, sir, when did you become a certified therapist? No, I'm just kidding. But he... And those just those words have stuck with me since he's told me every day every day in my life now like okay <clears throat> i'm sorry i'm like not trying to cry but those those words really did change my life in a in a good way guys like when he just told me take off the backpack you guys you guys don't have to carry all that emotional baggage the childhood trauma you don't have to carry with it with with you no more take off the backpack this is a sign from Bridget, <laughs> from my boyfriend from me from all those childhood trauma all and all that trauma you're just carrying around take off the backpack y'all y'all don't fucking need it you y'all good like seriously things will get better nova <laughs> sorry guys my dog wants to come say hi take off the backpack you know things will get better things are getting better and if you need someone to talk to hit me up i will never deny you a safe space to talk like i said everything stems from somewhere seek help seek seek a support system even even if you don't know that support system seek it out it's scary. It's a hell of a ride. It's fucking scary. Sorry if your kids are listening. I don't mean to curse. It just comes out because that's how I am. But you guys got this. The childhood trauma is something, like I said, trigger warnings, super, super heavy. I didn't want to get into a lot of details about what happened to me in my life, but there's something that I, that I did want to bring out because... You might be thinking about it from a long time from now. You might be thinking about it now, like what is going on with me, you know? It stems from little things. And if we don't take off that backpack, we will never get through it. We will never pass it on. You know, and there's days where I still carry it around with me. But there's days where I just, I'm like, you know what? He's right. Let me take off this backpack. I don't fucking need this no more. So yeah, so when you're listening here with me, know that this is a safe space, that you're allowed to cry with me, I'm allowed to cry with you, and that that the that the energy and the vibes you give off to this world are what is going to be given back to you. So with that being said, thank you guys for listening to my first, first episode with lip, Listen With Loops, guys. I appreciate all your support and your love. Peace out, y'all.